listening to The 30 Podcast. Here's your host, Jazz Kang. What's up, Lakers fans? Recording this just a few days after the Lakers claimed their 17th NBA title. Hopefully some of you guys are sobering up by now. I will tell you, Sunday night in downtown was crazy. Uh, Before we get into it, don't forget, subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. You can pretty much well find us anywhere you get your fix, really. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you name it, we are there. And of course, check out silverscreenandroll.com. Harrison, Christian, Sabrina, the entire crew will have you covered through the offseason. Even though we don't know yet when the 2021 year will begin, they'll have you covered all the way through. Joining me, one of the members of the team. Christian, have you calmed down at all? And how did you celebrate after the Lakers won on Sunday? I was working most of those days. Uh, I haven't celebrated yet, but that's mostly because it hasn't hit me yet. It uh, doesn't. It still doesn't feel real, but you know, it felt good at the time, and the immediate aftermath of the game felt a lot better than I felt uh, that that first time we talked. So, yeah, a lot is uh, a lot has happened since then, and I'm uh, I'm happy to be here talking to you. Are you sure you're happy? You're just saying that to make me feel better. Oh no, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the title's behind them, and and you know we we discussed this uh, you know during our on our podcast network. Uh, Sabrina and Anthony went over some of their best moments. Uh, the Taco Tuesday podcast basically went over the fact: Hey, the Lakers are, are are champions once again, ten years after winning their previous title. Let's jump into some of their plans for the off season. Obviously, the big news: uh, AD. No surprise here. He's, he's going to opt in. It's, can you imagine AD pulls a Kawhi and just says, you know what? Screw it. I'm out. You know what I mean? He just bounces. Yeah. Out. We know that's not going to happen. Uh, I was reading over some of the work uh, that Bobby Marks did on, on ESPN. Uh, he basically mentioned that what the Lakers, the, the most realistic op, uh, option right now, pardon me, for, for AD, sign a three-year deal where he'll make uh, upwards of 32 the first year, ends up at 38 for the final season, give him a player option as well um for 2022-23 you're on the same boat as me I'm, I'm assuming like there's no way that the Lakers are going to screw this up like he'll, he'll basically opt in and kind of do the shorter deals that we're accustomed to seeing especially for for superstar players now yeah uh just uh, uh, the whole verbiage with it he's gonna opt out of his current contract yeah. and then re-sign yeah. um just so there's no confusion um yeah I I mean I'm sure the Lakers would love to op- offer him up four or five year deal if they could, but that, that, that's just not in his best interest. Even if the size has, has lowered more than, than anyone expected it to, um, you know, even post pandemic, I think the early belief right now is that it's not going to be, I think the projection that Sham Sharani of the athletic reported today was still around that, uh, $105 million figure, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, I, I expect I fully expected two plus one or or something similar from Anthony Davis, something that lines up with LeBron James' final two years of his contract. Um, I mean, we'll be having the same conversation about LeBron James a year from now. But um, right now, we're just focusing on Anthony Davis, keeping him on the team for at least one more season, and and having the Lakers put together hopefully another championship run. It's funny hearing you say that. Well, you know, it's going to be about 105 million for three years. I'm from Vancouver, Canada, and I always think back to Bryant Big Country Reeves signing a six-year, 66 million dollar contract, which was considered huge at the time, yeah. single-handedly torpedoing the franchise. So that gives you an idea of how much the NBA has grown over the last 25 years. Also gives you an idea of how old I really am. But uh, you know, like you're like you were mentioning here, like with LeBron. Um, you know, he's going to be a free agent, uh, you know, coming up, I believe it is what, in 2022. 
Um, do you think how many more years do you think he sticks around? I mean, I, I don't think he's going to change teams again. I, I, I'm I'm assuming uh, his you know with his kids being younger and, and in school and 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 Bronny's you know playing playing prep school here and stuff like that. Um, do you how many years do you think he's going to play? Do you think he play gets another contract beyond what he's on right now? Oh yeah, I think um, assuming he opts into his final year of the contract he's on right now, which I'm not sure he will. I mean, if the cap's gone up, LeBron will opt out. And if he's in a position to demand max money, which if the finals were any indication of father time catching up to LeBron James, father time has a long way to go. So, I mean, if he's if he can command a bigger contract than the one he has right now, he's going to. But, boy, that's, that's years from now. So we'll see what LeBron James looks like. Right now, though, if, if LeBron James – today at 35 years old could opt out of his contract and sign a max contract uh i'm sure the lakers would be happy to give it to him yeah and, and i mean the guy was just is i don't want to say was is amazing i mean we all saw what he what he did in the uh in the finals and throughout the stretch of the playoffs i mean to be able to do that at at, at you know at his age is is amazing you know like a I, it's hard to it's hard to knock his greatness and, and and you know getting anthony davis and at the time people were like oh my god look how much money they gave up uh, or look how many assets part of me they gave up to get them and and could this it's like no it's not going to backfire you have two of the best five players in the nba chances are you're going to be in the uh, in the finals and they delivered a championship in uh in year one now we know that lebron and ad are going to be around for the next you know three years at least we're, we're, we're hoping i mean unless again ad goes and signs back can you imagine he signs with the new orleans pelicans again and just just join zion williamson <laughs> people would freak out but um looking at the lakers plans in in the summer they have they have four guys who are currently uh, have player options for next season. KCP, one of them, Avery Bradley, uh, Rondo, and JaVale McGee. Do you think all four of those guys are going to opt in at this point? Um, you know, Rondo's the, the lowest paid item at 2.7. KCP is the highest at 8.5. Uh, I think with a flat cap, which is what we're looking at, considering the, the economic fallout of the pandemic, um, I think some of those guys, you know, being where they're at in their careers as veterans, probably not looking for long-term deals. Uh, do you think they opt in at, at that rate uh, for, for right now, or do you see any of them maybe taking the chance and walking? Yeah, so uh, Shams Chereni of The Athletic reported earlier today that uh, it is likely that Rondo and Caldwell Pope opt out of their contracts to test the market, um, which for Rondo, I think that makes a bit of sense. He was on a veteran's minimum contract, and with the type of playoffs he had, uh, he probably thinks he can get a nice little raise in free agency, even if it's only by, you know, two million or, or maybe even a long-term deal. So for him, I think it makes sense. For KCP, he has a player option for eight point four million dollars. Yeah. With the amount of cap space teams have this offseason, I was gonna say this summer, but you know, the calendar's all shaken up. Um I don't know how much more money he'll get there. Um, and I don't know how much, a, uh, how, how competitive a team that can pay him is going to be. Maybe that's not top of mind for him because, you know, he won his and right now he's at, at his age, which I, I believe he's 27 years old. Uh, just trying to look for some long-term financial stability. I wouldn't fault him at all, but <laughs> I mean, in order to do that, he'd have to play for like the Atlanta Hawks. So yeah, uh, I thought I thought him opting out was was interesting, or or at least the reports of uh, him potentially opting out. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you're looking at at 
players of a similar range, you're probably looking at eight, nine, maybe, you know, 10 million if a team's willing right. to, to overpay for him. So I think it might benefit. And again, it's just my opinion. I, I think it benefits him to stay one more year with the Lakers, maybe have another good run in the postseason because we, I think everybody believes if the Lakers stay healthy, they'll be right back, if not, you know, where they were uh, this season, you know, at least close to it. And they'll have a deep playoff run. And I think he can enhance his value like he did, you know, during this postseason. He played. He's the third best Laker throughout the throughout the entire postseason. I, I don't think that's a that's a stretch to say at all. But uh, I just don't see him getting like you said. I mean, it's crazy. We're talking about financial security. The guy's making right. eight and a half million dollars. So like, how, what would we give to make eight and a half million dollars for one year? But um, yeah, you know, looking at him, I, I think that's where where it becomes interesting because a guy like Rondo, yeah, he's he's been around forever, uh, made his money. Um, you know, won championships. If he's looking for one more payday, it makes more sense probably for him to go because I believe the most the Lakers can pay him is roughly around three million bucks, um, which is which is just a slight increase from what he made this year at two point five. But uh, I, I don't see uh, Rondo maybe goes and then you could bring in any other option really at that point too. Um, but then you're looking at uh, like you mentioned KCP. I think he would be better suited to sign in LA up his value a bit and then maybe look at next year if the team doesn't want to bring him back then he can try and make some money because like you mentioned he's only going to be 28 next season so it's not like he's he's you know 34 33 uh looking for an extra extra payday uh JaVale you think he's worth bringing back or, or if you if you had to have if, if he does sign in uh would you bring back Dwight Howard again to run it back with that tandem at the five I think um so the answer that, to that question is reliant on what else happens in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going with the assumption, which I think is a pretty safe assumption, that DeMarcus Cousins is going to be back with the team, yeah. um, I think one of JaVale and Dwight has to go. Uh, JaVale or Dwight have, have to go. And if you're looking at their production in the postseason and really even in the season, I think the, the choice between those two guys is, is pretty obvious. And I think it's Dwight. I think if you want to bring a two-headed center monster like the the Lakers had this past season, having guys having a guy like Dwight Howard who you know rebounds the ball really well, block shots, plays plays good defense, is a nice energy guy off the bench with a more versatile scoring threat in DeMarcus Cousins, somebody that's not going to bring you as much on defense if anything. I mean, he suffered two of the worst injuries a guy his size or, or any size really can can suffer as as a basketball player. I don't know if he'll bring you much on defense, but you might be able to hide that with him playing with Anthony Davis. So, yeah, no, I, I expect JaVale McGee to opt in because I don't know anybody that's going to pay him north of the, what is it, $6 million, $4 million he's making right now. He has a $4.2 million player option um I don't I don't know anybody that's going to be paying him more than that so I expect JaVale to be back I think if DeMarcus Cousins and Dwight Howard if, if they can work out deals with both of those guys I think they'll look to offload JaVale McGee sooner rather than later yeah that, that that would make sense to me I think if you could bring back and Dwight was awesome in the especially in the in the Western Conference Finals once once Vogel made the switch to, to kind of get him to to contain I would say uh Joker but uh, you know, was was really the starter in in the playoffs as well. But Javale at this point, yeah, he's going to make that amount of money. He probably will opt in. Uh, another guy, let's touch on him too, Avery Bradley. Um, he's he could come back. I, I see him coming back again. I mean, obviously he didn't play in the uh, in the bubble. That was obviously a family based decision. But uh, I love what he brought to the Lakers this year in terms of his his defensive abilities. He shot the ball pretty well from outside. 
had that great game against Clippers before the before the shutdown at, at Staples. Um, and I, I think he fits in perfectly. And I think this is the, what the model Frank Vogel is going to use for the next three years is, hey, we're going to have LeBron James, we're going to have Anthony Davis, and we're going to put together just a bunch of vets around them that all know how to play the game and are all willing to take their role. So would you would you be happy if, if uh, Avery Bradley did opt in again for, for this year? Or are you hoping that he doesn't? You'd rather move on and look at other options. Yeah, I, you know, I could go either way with Avery Bradley. If he opted out, I don't think I'd uh, be too broken up. The type of offensive player he is, I don't think is something the Lakers need necessarily. Like, it, it's it's nice to have, but I think having, like, this can be said about Avery Bradley and Rondo. If you feel confident that you're going to be able to bring Contavious Caldwell back with Contavious Caldwell Pope back with that money. Having a guard rotation of Alex Caruso, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Danny Green, Taylor Horton Tucker, and you know somebody who will probably sign for pennies with the with the amount of money that's out there, like you know DJ Augustine, somebody you, you dip into the mid level exception for. Um, you you feel comfortable letting those guys go because I think Alex Caruso offers more than Avery Bradley offered on the defensive end. He might not be as well-rounded as a defensive player, but I think he's a just generally speaking better defender. So um, yeah, I don't know. I could go either way with Avery. Yeah, I, I think I, I like what he brings, but I mean, again, you're looking at uh, what the value is that he's going to, he's going to want to sign his player option. I mean, I mean, if he's, if he signs for it, uh, it's right at 5 million bucks. Like you mentioned, Caruso again, can't really hate on a team that won a championship. So I'm sorry if I'm sounding redundant here, but Caruso also played, played, very very well throughout the playoffs as well so you have another cheaper option there uh i I mean that he's the one guy i'm interested to see what happens with like you mentioned uh rondo eh, you know whatever if he comes back he wants to sign again good for him if not uh javel i think it just makes financial sense for him to to opt in and and i can see kcb doing it but I, i do think that bradley is probably the wild card in all this and again it depends on what his agent's telling him what the market's like out there um, I, I could see him signing for, for, for opting in for the 5 million. If he feels like he can get a two year deal or a three year deal worth, you know, 10 or 15 million or whatever it might be. I could definitely see him, uh, declining that player option. Want to jump into a few more things with you, Christian. Let's do that after a short break. All right. We mentioned the guys who have the, who have the player options, uh, looking at the, the other guy, the one year guys. So you got Markeith Morris, Jared Dudley. We talked, we touched on Dwight Howard, Dion Waiters, uh, assuming J.R. Smith, who other than shenanigans on the sideline and being a fun teammate, I, he's not coming back. I don't, I don't see him, uh, you know, no way that, that he's in the purple and gold next year. Uh, Adam Morris, Dudley, Dion Waiters, and let, let's even throw Quinn Cook in there because I can see him getting waived as well. Uh, which of those players do you want back the most? Is it, are, are you with me on this one that we want to go with Markeith? Oh, yeah. I think Markeith Morris made – an argument for the greatest like post-trade deadline buyout in you know NBA history the type of dynamic he was able to add the Lakers offense I think was exactly what they needed I know a lot of people myself included were hoping that the Lakers added you know some sort of wing defender uh, after that trade deadline because they thought they were going to see the likes of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in the Western Conference Finals. That obviously didn't happen. Um, And even if it would have ended up happening, I think the growth Kyle Kuzma showed on the defensive end um, allowed them to kind of live with getting a true stretch for, not not what they were hoping Kyle Kuzma would 
blossom into throughout the season. So yeah, I would, I would absolutely love to have Marquise Morris back. Um, you know, Dwight Howard would be great to have back too. Uh, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Um, but everybody else, like I can, I can see the case made for Dion waiters, maybe, but I, again, the same argument that can be made for the other guards on the roster can be made for Dion waiters. It's, it's that, there's just going to be, I think, better guards on the market that'll be available for, you know, roughly the same prices, even the veterans minimum that Dion Waiters is likely going to get. So uh, it's Markeith Morris, Dwight Howard, and then a large gap between everybody else. Yeah, I mean, they also have. You're looking at you're, you're looking at some other guys, like you mentioned, DJ, DJ uh, Augustine. I like Kent Bazemore a lot. If you're getting him on the cheap, uh, Jordan Clarkson could could be available on on the cheap as well. If you're depending on on you know what you're looking at salary wise, I just don't think there's much of a free agent market because of all the economic fallout. But uh, those are guys they they can they can keep their eye on as well. And like you mentioned, if Javale opts in and then they end up bringing in uh, Boogie, you're pretty much all saying goodbye to uh, to Dwight Howard at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you too. I mean, I, again, out of those, I thought Marquise Morris I, again did, did a real good job uh, since he came over after being bought out. And like you mentioned, yeah, other than maybe what PJ Brown, who, who played pretty damn well for Boston, I believe it was in, in, <laughs> yeah. in 2008. I mean, who else is who else is really a good a good buyout guy that that actually contributed? Um, when you when you look at when you look at this now, I mean, the roster we all know it, it, it's going to be based off the two big guys, right? The big guns, part of me, in, in terms of uh, LeBron and, and AD. Um, and you're looking at a similar, it's not going to be identical, but it's a similar supporting cast. And what we saw where I feel like it's going to be a bunch of, of veterans. Um, and then you're going to obviously have, you have a THT coming up as well. And if he can work his way into the rotation, that, that'd be a good, good for the team in terms of financial flexibility. But when you look around the entire NBA, um, and we were saying this all year, so this is a good, good, easy point for us to dog on the Clippers because they were supposed to be the best team in the Western Conference. We all saw how that turned out. Uh, in the West, who do you think are, are the biggest challenges for the Lakers right now going in? If you had to mention, you had only, only get to pick two teams that, that you think that could challenge the Lakers next season, who would they be? Um, well, so I think my mind immediately goes to the Clippers because, you know, for all of their faults and the meltdown they had at the end of the season there, um, if, if you got to bet on any team challenging the Lakers in the Western Conference, it's the team with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And a, and a new head coach, because a lot of the problems that the Clippers had in that uh, Western Conference semifinals series was because Doc Rivers just seemed to love his own game plan. Doc is in Philly now, and the Clippers have a championship head coach in Tyron Lue. I think that was a great hire for them. And um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it starts with the Clippers and then I don't, I don't want to cheat here. I don't want to name two teams for that number two spot. I think the Denver Nuggets earned the respect of the NBA, Lakers fans, whatever you want to call it. But similar to like LeBron James missing the postseason last season and people dis disrespecting him and, and questioning whether or not he'd be able to make it back, I, I think you have to – show that same respect that Lakers fans were asking for, for Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, because I mean, they still have that core three of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Yeah. The number two pick that trade exception that I'm sure Bob Myers is going to do some sort of wizardry with, with that Minnesota pick. Um, those are world-class players with championship experience. Like, 
I'm not saying Steph Curry's LeBron James, but again, you, you have to give credit where credit is due. Even if they don't have Kevin Durant anymore, that's still a team that I think as a Warriors fan, if they're healthy, you feel pretty confident about their chances making the Western Conference Finals. I'm with you. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I think that's where, that's where I'm, I'm like, okay, people are talking about the Nuggets. And I'm like, and Stephen A. Smith mentioned that earlier today on, on first take when he was asked, he was like, who's, you know, who's the Lakers biggest threat next season. And I'm with him. I'm like the Warriors, you got Draymond, you got Draymond Green, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson. Okay. Three of the, what, maybe we could go with 25, 30 best players in the NBA, depending on how Draymond bounces back. Cause he looked awful without the other two this season. But, um, you know, and, and obviously Clay Thompson recovering from uh, from a torn ACL that could that could go you know that could go either really well or he could he could lose a step. We don't know. We're gonna have to see him play a game. But uh, they got they got Andrew Wiggins, who everybody can laugh at him for the amount he's getting paid. Still a pretty damn good number four option to have on your team, especially in today's NBA. And then you're looking at the number two pick, which they they can trade to get an, another veteran. Um, from what I'm hearing, they're they're gonna be in the mix for for Jay Crowder. Uh, they're also looking at at maybe signing Dwight. I know Shams mentioned that. Uh, earlier in a report as well. And then you got uh, um, Marcus all, they have a bunch of these options available that, that they can look at bringing in. So that the only thing that obviously I think that the Warriors won't be able to compete with. And I, and I wrote about this for uh, SB nation's warrior site is they need to add some size because if the Lakers are rolling with AD and, uh, and a boogie cousins are AD and, and, uh, and Dwight Howard again, or AD and, and McGee on the floor, uh, you can't go with, you know, Kevon Looney, who's always injured, and then you, you always have you also have Marquez Chris, who's an unproven guy who put up good numbers on a team that won 50, 15 games last season. So to me, I, I would say the Warriors and then the, the Clippers. I mean, they have the talent. Uh, I'm interested to see how they respond to Ty Lue's coaching style. I, I agree with you. I think Doc, River, Doc Rivers got too stuck in, hey, I won a championship 12 years ago doing this, so I'm going to stick with it. Like the game just kind of totally changed and 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 is completely revamped for what he was used to. So I don't think he was the right coach for those guys, but I don't know if they have the right chemistry either. I mean, I, I love Kawhi Leonard. I think he's an, he's an, he's an awesome basketball player. Um, Paul George, obviously I don't think anybody's really sold on, especially when it comes to clutch games, but I, right. I don't know if they have the, they have the talent to win 55 or 60 games in the regular season, depending on how many off nights they take, you know, due to the schedule. But <laughs> I, I don't see them doing like, I just don't see them having the, the, the chemistry, and, and, and almost, I'd say, it, like the camaraderie that they'd be able to pull together and beat those teams. Because what we've seen from Kawhi, he's obviously very soft-spoken, doesn't whatever. I don't know what he's like behind the scenes and if he's, if he's loud and vocal in the locker room like, like, I, like LeBron James would be. Um, but I don't know if they have that, that leadership from, the, from their high-end players that are going to make them kind of come together as a team. And, and again, they, they, they can win around. They might be able to win too. But when it comes to beating a, a seasoned team like the Lakers or, or the Warriors, I, I just don't know if they have it. So I'd go with the Lakers one and then the Warriors right behind them at number two. Yeah, I think you're, you hit the nail right on the head with, with the Clippers stuff. The only reason I'm a little more optimistic about it this season is because the Clippers will have some more wiggle room to to tamper with their roster and and see what worked, what didn't work. Uh, again, you go back to Tyron Lue being the head coach. He, I'm guessing, has a little more leeway in in the personnel he brings in and, and the players that he brings in next season. Montrez Harrell is going to be a restricted, or sorry, um, an unrestricted free agent. And you know who knows what ends up happening there. They could work a sign and trade where they get talent back. Um, but I I think. With Tyron Lue and then the, nucle- the nucleus of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George there, you start to put together a roster that they think can work with that group. 
And I think we saw that a little bit in LeBron's second season with, with the front office they had in place. And, you know, Frank Vogel being there, uh, somebody that can build the roster from the ground up. So, yeah, I, um, I, I think all of your points are valid. I just think, or at least if, if we're to use the Lakers as an example, I, I think if you watched them last season, you should probably expect the same thing from the Clippers, just maybe not to the same extent because they don't have um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. <laughs> well, last season, this is what the history the Clippers have been terrible. Right. And they, they have, they found a way to screw things up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when it is. We're going to wrap up on this and I'm going to mess with you a little bit on this one, just because I feel like it. Carmelo Anthony stretch four, possibly coming in on the veterans minimum. Would you even take a look at that? He's LeBron's you know, friend. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I would not care. I think um, seeing like OGs, like Dwight Howard get a championship ring, like seeing Dwight Howard get a championship yeah. ring was so cool to me, even with, you know, how quote unquote washed he might be compared to where he was. If next season ends with Carmelo Anthony getting a championship ring, like if you could guarantee me today that if the Lakers signed Carmelo Anthony, that he'd get a championship ring, I'd say go for it. Yeah, that would be interesting and fun. And then the Banana Boat crew, they got three-fourths of them are going to be NBA, NBA champions. We just got to get Chris Paul over at the end yeah. of, the, the end of his may, Yeah, maybe Chris Paul accepts the buyout from OKC to play <laughs> with the Lakers. Yeah, who knows? You could see it happening. Why not? I mean, it seems like OKC is going to blow things up now uh, once Billy Donovan moved on. So it looks like they might just be like, screw it. We're just going to – we might do that. So I, I would be – like you said, I, I thought it was so cool. And I, it was funny because I was interning – with ESPN 710 in LA during the 2012-2013 season. And the amount of hate Dwight Howard received by the time he was, by the time he walked in here and by the time he left, it was crazy. Like how, how, and the fans flipped on him deservedly. So he was lazy. He didn't put winning first, which is obviously not going to happen with Kobe Bryant on the team. Um, And then Steve Nash got hurt and all that. And that for me was the cool part too, because regardless of how much of a jackass Dwight Howard can be off the court, uh, he is, he's given his all to the game. And, and I will say yeah. that. So it was, it was really cool to see him as a basketball player uh, get the championship. We'll wrap up, wrap up on this one. Is there, is there any team or anything you see around the NBA that you look at and, and think that, okay, uh, this team might make a huge move? Uh, could it be Giannis, re, you know, re-signing with the Bucks, or, or maybe telling him he won't sign the Supermax? Do you have anything on your mind that, you're, that you think could happen as we get into this weird offseason, which we don't even know what, when the technical start of it actually is? Yeah, I, I, I think that the two teams I think will probably be the most active are the Warriors because, I mean, they had one rebuilding season because their players got injured, but now that they're healthy again, they're back in win-now mode. Um, so they're, they're my number one team. I don't know if I can really think of a number two team. I think the Lakers will more or less have the same roster that they had this past season. If changes are in order, they'll probably wait until the trade deadline. So uh, I'll stick with the Warriors as my answer. Yeah, I, I think the Warriors are going to be like, you know, I, I follow the team quite a bit uh, for, for work and stuff. And I think that they, um, they're going to make some serious moves. And, and I think they're loading, they're going to have to, right? I mean, you got Curry and, 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 uh, and Thompson and, and Draymond, basically, you know, they're going to be in their, in their low to mid 30s, 30s within the next, you know, two or three seasons. Now is the time for them too. They, they, they got the, the veterans. They got some assets now. Finally, they're going to be able to make a move. So I, I think it'll be it's going to be interesting to see. I'm also going to keep an eye on the Giannis stuff because if he doesn't sign, agree to sign that supermax, 
sooner than later once the NBA does kind of get everything figured out with the salary cap with the players union that's going to linger over that team the entire time so if he tells them he's not or he doesn't commit to it I think we might start to hear some and and it's kind of fun too because what else are we going to do for the next yeah. few months <laughs> it's not like I'm going to be able to see my family for Thanksgiving probably not Christmas either so just give us some juicy NBA rumors and we'll be happy about it absolutely all right, that does it. That does it for this episode. Uh, you can check out Christian on Twitter at Rad Rivas. You can check me out at Jazz Kang SBN. Also, don't forget, subscribe to our Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. You name it, we are there. And of course, give us a five-star rating. That always makes Harrison happy. And don't forget, check out silverscreenandroll.com. Uh, Christian, as I mentioned, Harrison, Sabrina, the entire crew will have you covered through the rest of the offseason. That does it for this episode. We'll talk to you all next week.